This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to see you. Well, what are you going to learn today? What are you going to learn from your alpacas today? There's always something. (laughs) They're always keen to let you know. So we find ourselves surrounded by possibility. Some of it we can take deliberate or intentional advantage of, and some of it we kind of get kicked by. No, no, not a literal kick. I was thinking more of, you know, there's just something so obvious. When you're doing things that you're in a hurry or you are pressed for time, that's not such a good time to be learning, not such a good time to be observing. So give yourself a bit of space and a bit of opportunity to be around I know I keep going on about that. And you'll find that you will be exposed to things, you'll notice things, you will find things which will be of advantage to you and to your animals. It's easy to get focused on the negative, on the problems. And we do need to be aware of those and we do need to concentrate on those, for sure. You know, which animals are struggling, which animals are going to be struggling later in the year which animals need a bit more food, which animals need a bit of tidying because they've got stuff trapped in their fleece, whatever the situation. We tend to focus on the negatives. And as I say, they're important and we shouldn't ignore those. But what about the positives? Who's who's doing well? Who's putting on weight? Who's growing nicely, particularly the, the career? You see such rapid changes among them as they're growing, as they're learning, as they're getting more experience. So... We need to be noticing the positives, not just the negatives. That's the point I'm trying to make, taking a long circuitous route to do it. Sorry about that. So yeah, notice the positives, not just the negatives. Notice the positives, not just the negatives. We had some visitors over the weekend. They were coming to use one of the buildings for a a birthday party, which was nice. And coincidentally, we also said that we would feed the alpacas at the same time because they needed to be fed and that was fun so we were able to have quite a lot of young children but you've got to keep an eye on everything that's going on all the time and try and keep them safe some of them were totally fearless happy to wander in among animals that are two or even three times their size in terms of height uh yeah keeps keeps you on your toes but uh nothing too serious we had a little bump a little kick so that was uh, that was fun, like doing that, and the the girls seemed to enjoy it. There were some cars in the car park which they haven't seen for ages, and they really, really enjoyed checking them out, giving them a good smell, and looking at themselves in the mirrors and in the glass of the cars. Such fun! <laughs> oh dear, they are characters. So that was nice. So all these things are opportunities. Good experience for them good for the youngsters to experience people being around and showing interest in them. Key point I wanted to make was to notice the positives, not just the negatives. 
Uh, that's probably a good lesson for life as well. So time now for an update on the alpacas and the valley. Here we are. This was breakfast time. We're down uh, breakfast time for the girls and they're generally happy <laughs> mooching around. It's okay till the food gets low and then they're all in together. But uh, something about this morning, Tabitha's intent on coming over and checking me out and having a good old sniff and she loves in the camera <laughs> in a different kind of way. She's just super attracted. I don't know what that's about. So the little ones get to go around and clean up the crumbs. The adults are... Oh, I just... you just got to make sure you spread them out, especially because there are 35 in this group at the moment. And you've got to make sure that you spread out the food sufficiently. Hello, sweet one. How are you? Something about talking on the phone just seems to bring out the curiosity in them. Hello. How are you, Steph? you come to see me. You're going to steam my glasses up. You haven't. <laughs> You have as well. And Alice as well. Okay, so hello, Alice. How are you this morning? You're looking well. You've got hay on your back. You must have been sat next. Oh, I know, because of what you do. You sit in front of the hay feeder, don't you? So you've got a hay feeder, which is... Uh, well, it's still on, on... It's an older one, but it's indoors. So the lid came off. And it's got wheels, and they push up against it and move it around, and it gets gets in the most strange places. And it's it's usually Haney who's doing the pushing. She's uh, yeah, she has a really good. She's kind of shoulder down and sort of broadside against this thing and pushes. She also does it on fences, and so some of the fences are not in such good shape now. Hello, beautiful. The the way the fleece is developing on some of the youngsters is, is fascinating. They're in a little bump now. Push up close and just bump up against them. Yeah, you do know that's not your mum. <laughs> She's not going to take kindly to you trying to get milk from there. So, overall, they're doing well. We've got a nice quiet morning today. It's... Uh, Bit of sun trying to break through, but essentially hardly any breeze at all. And uh, sound of water in the background, and the sound of eating grass in the background. So Shonid is doing, doing well. You've got a fringe, I'm going to have to trim that, aren't I? So there's a fringe thing going on with quite a number of them. And we're only in October, so have to do that before too long. Looking at some of the youngsters, the, the fleece around the eyes is going to be quite prolific. So we're going to have to do some trims of, of that as well. The youngsters have been particularly active in the car park when the crows have been around. We have a little group of, little family of carrion crows. And they seem, uh, you know, they're, they're just getting on being around but they're, they're down on the ground in the car park and the little ones start chasing them. And we've got Wenna in particular. A uh, little monkey she is. She's super fast as well. And so Nidian, the two brown ones, Nidian and then Wenna, have been chasing these crows 
and they move a bit and then they land and then they chase them and go after them and they keep just kind of one step, one step, you know, one area to the next, round, round, round in the car park. And I'm assuming the crows don't really mind this. There doesn't seem to be any aggression, either from the alpacas or from from the crows. And uh, it's just kind of a game, really, I think. <laughs> the crows just don't get a chance to rest at all when they're there. They could fly just across the water and be on the other side. It's not that they they need to be in the car park. It's not need, they need to be so close to the to the alpacas. But they're choosing to be. Um, oh, where we are, the where I do the feeding. It's quite a flat field, and it's kind of next to the stable. So we call the stable paddock, and it's slightly raised compared to uh, the road, and then the the other field where. Some of them have gone over, so they're seeing them through the fence. <laughs> so they get a bit frisky. Oh, I've got to go find. Particularly if it's the mum that's wandered off. And uh, the baby got left behind. Eventually they work out that they can't go the fence direction. They have to come back and round. They do get there eventually, but that's, it takes a little while to, for them to work out the best route to go. And... Meanwhile, Nona's wandering off by herself. She's spending a lot of time by herself. She's got problems with her foot. It's a fused joint, and, and I don't think it's very comfortable. She's she's not wanting to do long distance and things. She's spending a lot more time by herself. Uh, a little bit worried about the winter, and going to have to keep an eye on whether she needs a bit of extra protection with a coat at some point. She's going to love that. Not. But, uh, yeah... She's doing all right, but she's just keeping herself a little bit further away. Oh, Nidian's having a second breakfast. <laughs> Going after the book. It's a lovely colour. And Shona's been a good mum. Actually, they've all been pretty good mums this, this year. Alwyn took a little while to get used to it. <laughs> oh, dear. These first-timers are a challenge. But yeah, you know, you just keep an eye on and work with them and see what's what's going on. And <laughs> oh, the little ones—they kind of go and they—they're just interested and sniffing, but they often in the wrong place. And uh, you're very gracious, Hermione. That was very kind of you, because she just kind of—well, she's wandered off now, but she she just kind of stood and allowed. <laughs> the little one to have a little sniff without getting really upset and spitting at them. Some funny things. Now, this is the right one. See, there's your baby coming in. I don't think, really, she should be having a milk now, but we didn't get them properly weaned, separated. Hermione's hips are getting... She's... Cow in the background. Are getting... Um, looser, I think. It's just the way... It's moving and it's the muscle in the joint and stuff, and I think there may be something of a problem further down the line. Not not today, but uh, and again we need to watch her through the winter as we, we just want to get to the point where the the temperatures are dipping uh, lower down and not really cold yet. We haven't had any frosts, but it's heading that direction. So it's a question of looking at who's in good shape and who's got good. Uh, 
fleece coverage who hasn't am I going to need to uh, well it depends if we had an early early winter <laughs> you just never know at the moment with this strange weather we're having exactly what is going to happen next you just don't know and uh, we seem to need to get used to being much wetter and much drier different times of the year and not the usual times of the year so we've got the lake full again which is good and but it was a long time when we didn't have any um, so I'm now talking and Nid's decided he's going to come over so Nidian is has wandered over to see what on earth is he doing I love the way the when they're, they're trying to work out at a slight distance, their kind of nostrils flare and they're kind of trying to grab as much air and as much smell as they can. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have fleece around your eyes that's going to be a trouble later on this winter. There is this <laughs> looking round for mischief that they get into. They've had the food, they had the crumbs, they've done the first, that bit and now, now they're Looking for mischief. Hmm. There we are. So it's a nice morning. Hello, Millie. How are you today? You doing all right? So we've been able to take that fence down on the, the finger that sticks out into the lake, the one where Millie got into the mud. And uh, it, there's no mud accessible <laughs> to them now. It's just the edge of the the lake, like the grass down there. I haven't seen them go down there yet, but uh, I'm sure they will rediscover that the fence has moved. Yeah, very laid back morning with you girls. So after the initial filling of the lake, the, the geese disappeared. Um, I haven't really seen the cormorant, I think it, probably once or twice in the last week. Um, but they don't seem to have been around as much. And the... Well, the ducks are still around. So there's quite a lot, a lot more ducks than we normally have. And then we've also got the, the usual moorhens uh, and stuff you really got to spend a bit of time and standing and watching and waiting longer to start noticing the fringe things. So there's a lot of, um, in some areas, there's a path that goes down from the house flat path that runs down. Um, kind of call it the green path, but it's in the wooded area. And there's an awful lot of um, wrens <coughs> and the little birds that flit around, but you don't, you don't see them, you don't notice them. You hear the calls now and again, but most of the time they're, they're really active, but you're just not seeing uh, what's going on. So, and when you slow down a bit, you can see there's a lot of flitting backwards and forwards, and they're, they're busy, busy, clearing up the last bits of the, the insects. I keep getting disturbed up up when I'm uh, doing my recordings and things up in the 
it's actually the bedroom, but it's, it's a bedroom come study. And the uh, the blue tits come, and they're, they're obviously clear enough little insects caught on cobwebs and things around the window. So they do a lot, a lot of um, pecking at the window. And well, they surprise me. I'm not sure whether I surprise them. I think I do, because they flit off again. But there's this thing of being settled into a space and feeling secure and that's with the alpacas you need to kind of give them enough stability and enough flexibility I think it's really helpful if you can to give them the space to to do a bit of wandering for them to choose where they want to go at different times <clears throat> so with mine it's, it's, it's relatively easy for us to allow them to have access to the grassed areas around the lake but also up into the woods but they do they, they pick and mix they choose what they want and never quite sure what the stimulus is for for choosing one thing over the other but they they will they will move around Oh, it's nice when the wind drops. We've got a nice spell of... Well, it's definitely autumn weather. But uh, there's nothing like the autumn sun, I think. Brings out the colours. We've got quite a lot of the, the bracken has started to turn over. Got the, kind of the browns and bronzes and stuff coming through. And then when you get the low sun next month and into December we we get this incredible uh, it's almost like it, it kind of sets the the, the, the late sun late afternoon it sort of sets the, the hillside on fire almost it seems like right it's just glowing but at the moment there's plenty to choose from for the alpacas so they're a bit here a bit there and there's plenty of short grass particularly around the car park area it must I don't know what it is that makes it taste so good but they they graze it to nothing I, I'm not sure if I gave them lots of it whether they would eat it it feels like oh this is really good I ought to give them more of that but perhaps they don't need more of that perhaps it's just the right amount and they do like the, the, the different sort of pick and mix approach uh, but there are definitely areas where you think they ought to be eating the grass here and then just not Mm, can't do much about that, except observe and and see. But there are different uh, seed types. You can get a whole bunch of seeds for different uh, purposes, really, because you get the the tall, fast-growing stuff that's going to be harvested and turned into hay, which isn't so helpful for the alpacas. They don't like the the volume of that. They don't like the the tall stuff, but they like the the fresh new stuff growing through um, so you can get a, a mix which is like a permanent lay L-E-Y which gives you the the slower growing and the lower growing so you've got the various fescues and different types of grasses and then you've got those lovely things which I keep talking about the Timothy it just it just really I like Timothy and the other herby stuff which they they will pick out and, and will enjoy so there's bits and pieces like that and even if you've got a bag of not 
reseeding the whole thing, but just you can get a bag of, of seed of those herby bits and just add that into the mix. It could give you an interesting corner. Um, bit of variety, just something to think about. And uh, probably the spring. You could, you could. It's a bit late now, here at least, um, for for adding it in. But some seed for the spring, and you want to get it so that it's it's growing well and getting established before the weeds come through. Now, how do you do that? Because the weeds are so they always start early. They always grow vigorously, don't they? It's uh, creating the environment for the balance of things to come through. So there you go. That's a roundup of things in the valley and with the alpacas. Catch you again soon. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.